Amen. Praise God. You got your Bible? Turn on Max 10th chapter. Our prayers are for everyone that's sick today, some traveling, some working, mostly sick though. So good to have Brother Matt, Sister Miranda here with us. God bless you, friends from Missouri. Amen. Sister Jamie, Sister Kathy, God bless y'all. Thank y'all for being here. Amen. Carla, it's always good to have you. Amen. And everyone else that's made it out to God's house. Good to have the Eddies able to be in church again. Praise God. Whatever was bug was creeping around here the last month wasn't a very nice one, I can tell you. Praise the Lord. I smashed him four or five times and he kept coming back. Amen. Praise God. Acts 10 and 1. The Bible said there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. He was a centurion of the band called the Italian band. He was a devout man. Everybody say he was devout. Everybody say he feared God. Not only that, but he made everybody in his house fear God. Amen. I might preach to some daddies today. Who knows? Maybe to some mamas. Maybe to everybody. He feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Everybody say thy prayers. Everybody say thine alms. Are come up for a memorial before God. Amen. You've been given and you've been praying and it's come up, God said, as a memorial before me. Amen. I want to preach, amen, for just a little while from this title, Memorial Prayers. Amen. Everybody say Memorial Prayers. I'm not talking about prayers that are 30 seconds. But I'm talking about things that just keep on piling up before God. Amen. Does anybody want to touch God today? Why don't you set your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord together. Come on, we need God to help us in this place in a special way. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. God, I pray faith would come upon this place. One more time, God, you would stir us up. God, you would mold me. You would shape me, God. You would make me what you want me to be. Come on, prayer warriors. Cry out to God with all your heart right now. Come on, we need Jesus. Come on, if it's appropriate, join up with somebody next to you. Come on, we need to touch God right now. Hallelujah, in the name that is above every name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, hold on for just a little bit longer. Come on, prepare your heart. 
God, I want to receive your word today. I want to hear you. I want it to change me, God. Hallelujah. Now, in a way of worship, put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you. We love you, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Everybody say memorial prayers. When I got the Holy Ghost years ago, uh, of course, I grew up in a church, a praying church. My pastor is a praying pastor. He always taught us to pray, pushed us to pray, led us in prayer, not just telling me what to do, but he was a voice that was there always praying. When I got the Holy Ghost, I um, found these recordings of uh, a man named Brother Verbal Bean that was teaching about prayer and uh I remember listening to those and listening to my pastor and then I found a book about Verbal Beans Prayer and I read the book. And, and I can just tell you, anytime you uh, open your mind up to something again, it's probably going to lead you into something. Amen. That's why you need to be careful what you allow yourself to watch, see, hear, listen to. Think about, ponder on, amen. And so it was this book on prayer and uh, co-mingled with how I was raised and the teaching that I always had that, that led me to a lifetime of prayer. And then, amen, then Brother King, uh, he took that, those audio recordings and he transcribed them again and put them in a book and put some commentary how it affected him and his early walk with God, and so I didn't even know there was a book again till last week, and Sister Monks bought me the book. Thank you for that wonderful book. Didn't she do a good job singing today? <laughs> Praise God. I was thinking, just keep on singing. Maybe they'll start shouting, and I won't have to preach. Amen, but she stopped. She, I learned the signals. When they do that, you better get ready. It's your turn. But anyway, she bought me the book again, and I'm so thankful for it, and I took it home when I started to read again and things kept coming to my mind and I was he was talking a little bit about memorial prayers in this book and and while I had the book in my hand I believe I got this text from this person and it said is there anything else I can do on this situation to make it just uh happen and so without telling who it was or what it was, I thought, you know what? I'll tell you what you got to do. You just got to keep praying. Amen. There's some things that's going to happen uh, immediately, and then there's some things you're just going to have to keep stacking them up. And so while I was texting the person back, telling them, hey, just keep praying. God's going to listen. God's going to hear you. It's like God just spoke to me right there in my room on that little couch where I was reading and said, don't just tell them, you need to tell everybody again. Amen. So I'm going to preach today what the Lord told me to tell you. Amen. About this memorial prayers. Everybody say it again. Memorial prayers. A memorial is that by which the memory of any person or thing is preserved. It is a remembrance. Amen. Our cemeteries are full of memorials. 
The reason we put a memorial out there is we want to honor that person. We don't, we don't want to forget. We don't want anybody to forget about what that person meant in our life. That is a memorial. On our capital grounds, there's memorials everywhere. World War One Memorial, Two Memorial, Korean Memorial, every, everything. They're all out there, and they're all good, and they have a purpose. And the purpose is that you would not forget that those young men gave their lives so we could be here having church today and be free and preach what we want to preach and shout how we want to shout. Nobody's telling us how to have church yet. Amen. We're still doing it the way God wants us to do it. Amen. So there's memorials, but God has always used memorials of a, as a way of keeping Himself and man connected together. And in the purpose is simply that he don't ever want you to forget what he's done for you. Hallelujah. You ever read the Old Testament? Amen. They instituted feast days. And he said, you're going to do this on this certain day. And the reason you're going to do this, I want you to remember I did this for you. Amen. I want to jog your memory I don't want you thinking you got here all by yourself. I don't want you to think you're blessed because you're smart or intelligent or talented. But I'm going to have a memorial. You're going to remember you were a slave in Egypt and I brought you out. And I don't ever want you to forget. So he would institute things. and It was called holy days. It's where we get our English word holidays. There were holy days that he instituted. You're going to do this on this certain day. And, but as I began to study yesterday, I, I took my concordance and I opened up and looked up the word memorial. And it was 29 different times in the Old Testament that the word memorial was used. And I, I thought, man, I can't look all them up. So I walked in the living room. I said, honey, will you read for me? <laughs> I went old school preacher yesterday. Read. <laughs> Amen. So anyway, we began to read about the memorials. And I, as, as the Lord began to deal with me about this, uh, I thought, you know, God, He's so intelligent that he, do, he goes through extra trouble to keep us all connected to Him. Amen. I, 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 I think he, you can just drive down the road and, God could show you something and it make you remind you of something he did in your life. Amen. It's something beautiful, some event, something. And God's always just using life and using things and examples to bring people together. So in Exodus the 13th chapter, it would describe the, the sanctifying of the firstborn. It was the, uh, the giving of the firstborn. And it, the Bible said it was going to be, everybody say a memorial. God said, the firstborn's going to be mine. Amen. It, it don't matter <laughs> a thousand years from now. He said, the firstborn's going to be mine. Why is the firstborn going to be? Because it's going to be a memorial. I want you to think back. Amen. That there was a day in Egypt that the death angel passed over. And the firstborn in Egypt gave up their life. But I preserved your firstborn. And so from here on out, we're going to have a memorial. You're going to give me your firstborn. Amen. And then you're going to remember I brought you out. Amen. My hand was with you. My hand was on your family. 
And God said, we're going to do this. And it's going to be a memorial. What do you want, God? He said, I want you to remember. Everybody say, remember. remember. Amen. I think about if we were just had a prayer life where we remembered and were thankful to God. I don't think God would have to shake us near as much. Amen. If we had good memories and good thankful spirits. Well, hallelujah. I don't think God would have to whip us near as much. Amen. I want to remember where I was when he found me. I want to remember every time I cried out, God, I need you to heal my body. I want to remember every time I said, God, I need you to pay the bills. I need a miracle in my life. Hey, hey man, I don't ever want to forget. God set up memorials. When Joshua and the people crossed the Jordan River, he said, I want you to set up 12 stones on that side. What's the purpose of doing all this? You know those rocks are heavy. We're tired. We walked a long ways. That ain't got nothing to do with it. This is why we're going to do this. I don't ever want you to forget that the Jordan was out of its banks. But just because Jordan's out of its banks don't mean God can't give you the land that flows with milk and honey. He said, if I got to put my hand and stop the Jordan River so you can walk across on dry ground, I'll do what I have to do to make my promises come true. And he said, And he said, when you get across there, I want you to pile up 12 stones. And when your children, when your grandchildren say, what is all these stones about? I want there to be a memorial that you remember. Hey, sonny boy, this is where God. Come on, have you had too many miracles that you forgot about them? Has God answered so many prayers you forgot about them? Hey, it's time to build a memorial. Come on, let's love him together. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, all these old Testament memorials, they were, they were ordained of God. They were explained by God. They were described by God. God was telling men what to do. Amen. And the purpose of the Old Testament memorials was that God wanted to keep man's attention. God wanted man's attention. So he instituted memorials. But as I began to study memorials from the Old Testament to the New Testament, the description of a memorial began to change somewhat. Amen. In the New Testament, we see the word memorial three times. Twice it's describing a woman who had a alabaster box of ointment and one time a man named Cornelius who was a Gentile who had no hope of ever being saved praise God 
Amen. There's something different about the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament, it was written on tablets of stone. But when you get to the New Testament, it's written on the tablets of your heart. Amen. There's something uh, different about an Old Testament memorial and a New Testament memorial. Amen. In the Old Testament, uh, they were waiting on a Moses to tell them what to do. In the Old Testament, they were waiting on Moses to tell them where to step and how to perform the memorial, what to do. And Joshua, what do I do next? But when you get to that New Testament, something changes drastically. Amen. And you got people that nobody's telling them how to praise God. And nobody's telling If you want this, you got to do this. But somehow, uh, off the drawing board of their own heart, uh, there's people saying, hey, I don't... You don't have to worry about getting my attention, God. I'm here to get your attention. I'm going to do something that I'm going to shake heaven. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Come on, everybody, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, hold on with me for a second. Come on, God's about to tear down some strongholds. Come on, church. Hold on to what you're feeling. We're about to go to a new level. Hallelujah. The Bible said from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. It means it allows aggression. And the aggressive, the violent, take it. By force. Hallelujah. The Old Testament memorial was God saying, I want your attention. The New Testament memorial was somebody saying, I want his attention. Amen. Uh, If you think you're going to get God's attention by sitting like a knot on a log, uh, unemotional uh, and unchanged, uh, with a bad attitude, uh, well, God knows who, well, yeah, he does know who you are. But if we're going to get God in this era, you're going to have to do something. Somebody ought to praise God right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. New Testament would say, let him that is the thirst come. 
And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. God's saying, don't wait till Moses strikes a rock. You get a hold of the rock. Boy, I feel Jesus in this place. There's enough pastor religion. Well, if he starts praying and we have a breakthrough, we'll have a breakthrough. No, what you need to say is if I need something from God, I'm going to do what I got to do to build a memorial to where God can't even ignore it. Hallelujah. The alabaster box was worth, the stuff that was in it was worth around $50,000 in today's money. Now, $50,000 is a lot of money. $50,000 of savings is a whole lot of money. She didn't just like walk in that room that day, you know, and think, I'm going to give my grocery money this week (laughs) and anoint him for burial. But God took notice of her long before she walked in that room. He's seen her every week when she was, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't think she inherited that alabaster box. I think she did something intentional. And I think she did something incremental. And I had this message yesterday before the event. Before anybody taught Sunday school. This is already my message. And I got text messages to prove it, don't I? Sister Lila, Brother Daniel. Long before the Let me tell you something. She did that on purpose. When she walked in that room, that was just the final straw. When she poured it out upon his head. God had been watching her week after week after week, taking that little money and buying that ointment. God knew her thoughts. God, everybody else was blindsided. But to Jesus, there was already a memorial being built. See, you... I'm talking about the God that knows your heart, that knows your intentions, that knows your motives. He's not surprised by your sacrifice. And when she walked in that day, God said... This is a memorial. This woman has given all. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you some people that don't build memorials don't like other people that do build memorials. You want to stir somebody up, build a memorial. You want to stir up the lukewarm, build a memorial. You want to stir up the devil? Build a memorial under God. Eat up, shut up, 
Hallelujah. They said it's a waste. They said that's a waste, my Lord. Think about They could have took all that and sold it and they could have had a soup kitchen. Amen. The same thing people say about you. When you spend three services a week in church and a prayer meeting Monday night, come every day and pray in this, people say, what a waste of time. You just hang on. You think it's a waste? You think I'm wasting my time praying? You just hang on. God's going to show up and you're going to be shocked of what God will do if you build memorials come on lift your hands to the Lord together right now hallelujah 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 the God that had been watching this woman amen when the disciples hadn't seen her nobody else in the house seen her God had already seen her He said, Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial of her. I don't know what you want to be known for. I don't know what title you want. I don't know what you want to achieve in your life. This is all I'm looking for. I want to be known as a memorial builder. That guy wouldn't stop. He just kept on. You want to change the kingdom of God? Be a builder. Start building something. Quit complaining about everything and start building something. Hey! Then there is this guy. Is this guy named Cornelius? Amen. He's a giver also. But he's also a prayer warrior. The Bible said he prays always. He's a devout man. He fears the Lord. What a valuable tool to fear the Lord. Amen. If you if you need anything, we need a good fear of God. He made his whole house fear the Lord. How did he do that? Probably by the way he acted. Amen. When prayer is important to you, when church is important to you, you're not trying to destroy and tear down, but you you take it sincerely. It means everything to you. It'll just transcend to the next generation. They'll think whatever mama, whatever dad... This is how I am. Amen. If you don't believe me, try it another way. See how it works. Praise God. 
Cornelius is in a hopeless situation. Amen. Because he was born on the wrong olive tree. <laughs> well, that's bad luck, ain't it? To be born on the wild olive tree. And he knows the word of God probably. And he's probably come in contact with many Jews. And he knows that it's for the, it's for the Jews. It's not for the Gentiles. And in his mind, I don't know how he comes to grasp this. But somehow he says, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to preach to some people that you feel like your situation could not turn around. You know what I'm going to preach? Just try anyway. What, what, what does Cornelius have to lose? If salvation is unto the Jews and he's a Gentile, what do you have to lose to just go ahead and try? You know what? I, I ain't got a promise, but I'm just going to go ahead and live my life like they do and see what happens. And he said, children, we're going to fear the God of Israel. You're not going to listen to jokes about it at school. You ain't going to hear nothing about it bad at home. If I hear you talking about it, you're getting a whooping. I don't know what all he said, but he put the fear of God in his own house. And the Bible said he lived a devout life. If that law said it's a sin, I ain't going to do it. If that book said it's a sin, I, we ain't going to do it here either. I think that's a good book. Hey Amen. Whatever they say ain't right, that's what's going to be in this. Hey now. Hey now. Praise God. And he starts giving. Praise God. What are you giving for, Cornelius? Because their book tells them to give. So I'm going to do it. What are you praying for, Cornelius? The Italian band. Did, did you know the Romans and the Greeks were just a bunch of idolatrous they had a pantheon of gods. They could pick who we want to pray to today. But Cornelius said, we're going to go by the Jews' book. We're going to pray to their God. We're going to act like them. We're going to do like them. We're going And somehow, God's sitting there one day. And I guess the prayers were just stacking one on top of each other. <laughs> well, I pray. We'll just keep on. And he prayed. And he prayed. And there came a day where God said, you know what? 
your alms and your prayers have come up as a memorial. What is a memorial? It's, it's something to make you remember. God's saying, I got so much work to do. I guess I don't know what he does. But he said, this is in my way. Every day I'm reminded this guy is praying. And he said, I can't ignore it any longer. Simon Peter, pack your bags up. You about to go preach a Gentile revival. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. He said, hey, come here, angels. Y'all get a big old sheet from somewhere. If you ain't got one, let's make one. Gather up a bunch of unclean animals and put them in the middle of it. And I want you to drop it down in front of my preacher, Simon Peter. I'm about to teach him a lesson right now. What I call clean, don't you call it unclean anymore. Hey, when it brings up a memorial, it's going to get clean, my friend. Here's Simon Peter. My Lord, I ain't ever ate anything unclean. Well, I, I, know, I, I realize that. But there's somebody built a memorial. And I can't ignore it anymore. Amen. Every day. Every time I turn around, they're walking in that church. They're getting under that front pew. And they keep crying, Sister Trish. And they're saying, bring my husband. Fill him with the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, there's going to come a day when the memorial builders are going to see God show up. So awkward to Simon Peter because, my Lord, I'm... I only like to preach to my kind of people. Well, when you join God's church, you're going to have to preach to God's kind of people. Amen. It ain't our church. It ain't our building. It ain't our congregation. It's God's. And when he says you go over there and you give him a Bible study, you better go give him a Bible study. Amen. Simon Peter don't even want to be there. He's like Jonah in Nineveh. Great. Great. Really? Jonah said, I didn't want to go because I knew what would happen. They'd repent and you'd forgive them. God help the preachers get right. Help the saints get right, first of all. Let the preachers get right. Boy, I feel like shouting. I feel like stomping the devil. Hallelujah. 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 I may tell you, you don't know who's building memorials right now. There's people in our city right. This book said, I want you to go to 
such and such city. He said, I have much people there. There ain't no church there. God said, I've got much people. What does that tell you? There's somebody building them. They might not even know what they're talking about. But there's people in their houses all across our city right now saying, God, if you're real, send somebody to my door. God, if you're real, show me something. Uh, Come on, church. Hallelujah. You have no idea who's, who's at that point right now. <laughs> Let's not look at people through carnal eyes or holier than thou eyes. Well, they don't look like me. They don't act like me. They don't speak my language. Their skin ain't my color. They don't talk like... You need to say, Lord, connect me up to them. God, wherever, whoever's praying out there, whoever's hungry. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. God could ignore it. And it came up as a memorial before God. Hallelujah. All right. Now, this is what I come to preach about. Hallelujah. But it's a memorial prayers. Some prayers that are like current, like instant. Driving down the road, somebody is texting, they run, Jesus, Jesus. You don't want that to be a memorial prayer. You want him to do it like right there. Some things that God does like immediately. But then there's some things that God does not do immediately. And you can't lose your faith thinking, well, God, pray to bed. Some things that are memorial prayers. Some of y'all don't know what this is, but back in the old days, we had this thing called layaway. Like, what is that? They're laughing because you are laughing, but they don't even know what they're laughing about. <laughs> Layaway. I remember when I was a boy and I mowed yards and they had th- these cool jackets and these parachute pants. And so I walked to Kmart and I took my $5 yard mowing money and I put those parachute pants on layaway. Man, I mow another yard and take that money up there. Back then, there wasn't no money mowing yard, just five bucks with a push mower. Y'all blessed now. I take that money up there and I, real expensive stuff back in the day. There's one day I walked in, they said, Well, you just, you just one dollar. I thought, wow, I get this jacket for one dollar. These pants, parachute pants, and for one dollar. But it wasn't a dollar. It said I'd been paying five dollars. And all of a sudden one day, 
Kmart said, it's paid for. I was the coolest kid in Cabot Junior High. Because I already had some Air Jordans. 1984, $43. It's a lot of, lot of yards for a pair of shoes. Man, any of y'all need new shoes? Mow a yard. Praise God. Yeah, I felt that. Let me just stay here while. Help them, God. Now we got some good kids. Let me tell you something. There's going to be things in your life that are called memorials. When Sister Agnes Holmes, I've told this a thousand times, she prayed 50 years for her son, Rubel, to get the Holy Ghost. And the day before he got the Holy Ghost, or the day he got the Holy Ghost, obviously, was the last payment. She didn't know when the last payment was coming. She just knew, I'm just going to keep building this thing. God, one of these days, you're not going to be able to avoid my prayer. And it happened. And after 50 years of memorial prayer, I was there that Sunday morning. He walked in uh, and he ran down front and lifted his hands uh, and God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Uh, He walked right to the baptistry uh, and they baptized him in Jesus' name. You could ask Agnes Holmes, was it worth praying 50 years to see your boy get the Holy Ghost? She said, I'd do it at a hundred if it took it. Uh, hey, when you get your mind made up, uh, I'm not going to be denied. Come on. Eat up us. Hallelujah. The Bible, the New Testament, so full of this theme over and over. What does the Bible say about the unjust judge? This woman who needed an answer went and asked, No, you're not getting it today. That's fine. We'll see you in the morning. Amen. In the morning, she shows up again, shows up again, shows up again. The Bible would tell us, even somebody carnal, Even an unjust judge, even somebody without the Holy Ghost will eventually give you what you want if you keep asking. So how much more would the God of heaven who wants to give you good gifts, though he bear long with you, how much more would he give you what you want? I'm trying to build somebody's faith You may be one prayer meeting away from getting the answer you've been looking for your whole life. Don't stop now. Don't give up now. Keep on building. Neighbor knocks on the door. Hey, I need you to get up. I need some stuff. I got got company. No, I can't get up. 
The kids are already asleep. You don't know who's knocking. And the Bible said because of his importunity, which means his irritating, not giving up, he's going to wear me out. I might as well get up. He'll still be here at daylight if I don't go ahead and get up right now and give him what he wants. Hey man, somebody needs to get a hold of it. We're not quitters. Hey man, we're memorial builders. We're not backsliders. We're memorial builders. We don't give up on people. We build and build and build. Amen. Stand together with me. Hallelujah. The day I was in industrial electricity school in Norman, Oklahoma, all by myself, 9-11 happened. I was scared to death. Didn't have the Holy Ghost. Didn't really know much about it. Raised in it, but still didn't understand it. Telling you, there was something in my spirit said, I'm, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. And in my, what I would call ignorance, but maybe it would, maybe it's called intelligence. I said, God, I don't deserve it. But if you don't give it to me, I'm going to wear you out every day of your life. Until you do. I didn't know, I didn't know that's kind of disrespectful. I didn't know all that. Somehow God looked down and said, this cat means business. That was on Tuesday. They let us go on Friday. I drove to Arkansas. Sunday morning was just, it was just one of them services, I guess, I don't know. But Sunday night I said, I'm not going home without it. 2,000 people, I just... March my way down front. Them people looking at me like, what has got into him? We know that boy. I'll tell you what got into me. Some memorial building. You're about to give me the Holy Ghost. And I threw my hands up in the air and started crying out. God, you got to do this. I'm not going home without it. And about that time, I started losing track of where I was. Amen. And the Holy Ghost fell on me. And I spoke in tongues. And I've been building memorials ever since. Hallelujah. I'm quitting early on purpose. Because I want people that's got a need in this building not a need that just you've never prayed about but I'm talking about a need that's been hanging on for a minute God wants to help some people in this room person that I talked to they really needed to sell something to do something and I I just felt it in my spirit 
you could take a long time to build a memorial. Praise God. Some people take them a year to frame up a wellhouse. Somebody that wants it done can do it in an hour if they get serious about it. Well, I feel Jesus in this place. I think some people just get comfortable with the fact that there's things that they need and they just, it ain't happening. They're just, it's their little crutch. I don't like crutches. God's a healer. Well, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Is somebody... There may be 200 people that you've been praying about something. Not, you didn't just start today. But it's something you really need to shift. Something really needs to change. Something really needs to happen. When you make up your mind, I'm fixing to build this thing. I'm fixing to build this thing so tall that God can't even see over it. Every time God turns around, he's going to see this memorial I'm building. Come on, church. Come on, don't grow weary in well-doing. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here to help. Come on, if you need the Holy Ghost, it's going to be a great day. Need a healing. It's going to be a great day. Need God to open the windows of heaven. This would be a great day. Come on. Come on with the attitude of Cornelius. Come on, you're not saying I'm worthy or I deserve it. Cornelius didn't say I deserve it. He said I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to give up. Come on. Come on, let the Holy Ghost flow through you like a river. There's going to be some prayers answered.